Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Merry Christmas. It's two chunks. It's Christmas. And that's and that's a guarantee. <laughs> and I promise. You back that up. You take that Certified. to the bank. Take that to the bank. I'm Jordan. I'm Doge. And this one goes out to everyone between the ages of 11 and 19. It gets na- it sounds nasty. Yeah, don't be specific, specific age, doesn't it? <laughs> hey teens, this one's for you. There you go. If you if, if you're you 20, are nope, no thanks. If you're well, if you're a teen in body or in spirit, this is for you. And it's a timely reminder ahead of a Christmas season. Pleasure is not chunkiness. Pleasure is what's marketed to us. It's what we fixate on. It's what we use to numb and distract ourselves. Hmm. I like how you you use this time to put us in sort of a negative existential state before we start recording. I think that's mm. really cool. I think it's it's really important to have a dose of perspective at the mm. top of our episode before we get like stuck and talk about time travel or when we play a silly game. It's important that we know that pleasure is not happiness. It's just what they're trying to sell us. Just a fun reminder that that enjoyment should always come with guilt. Because you're participating yes. Yes. in a capitalistic system. So you can't enjoy anything because there you should feel guilty. There is no form of ethical consumption. Just audit your happiness and make sure this. it's legitimate because it's actually not. Don't listen. Not. I think you should explore yeah. every feeling you have, especially positive emotions. Mountain. I think I'm I think Carter. You dissect. <laughs> I'm Carter. And I mean, it's not that hard to find a mutual attraction with another person, but finding chunks, real chunks, like the ones that you've got, God, I mean, that's yeah. like finding a needle in the Santa stack. They Ew. loved that line. They loved They're that They're not the line. only ones. They a needle loved in a Santa stack. Needle in we'll a be Santa talking about the only uh, ones. We'll be wrapping up a Christmas stream here in the second half of this episode, talking about the Santa Summit, a special gift given to me by my wonderful friend, Doge. Before we do that, it's about teachers who have lost their mojo. And if there's one thing I know about Carter, is that he can never find his mojo. Can't find it, dude. That's true. And I always pronounce it Maja. Um, on December 18th, the Manhattan jury found Jonathan Majors guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment following a two-week trial that stemmed from a March incident between the actor and his ex-partner. Yes. Call, call on me. 
Uh, oh, I raised my hand in the Zoom call. You sure did. Um, I don't think that Carter's allowed to say that and get a free pass whenever I just gave us a little quote and everybody was like, you're harsh in the vibe. Yeah, well, he wasn't done talking yet, so I was going to wait until he was done talking to say anything. But yeah, no, I mean- well, He's not cool, talking now, so go ahead. It's a cool start so far, I think, Yeah, <laughs> to the okay. podcast. Continue. I mean, it's just something that we talked about for a long time. And it's, uh, yeah. this, again, this podcast started as a Marvel yeah. podcast. That is, I think this whole- incident is the most embarrassing, worst thing the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ever done. When they caught yeah. a whiff that there was an accusation because they didn't drop him until he was found guilty. Yeah. I am so- So I think, I think they learned from the James Gunn thing. When they fired James Gunn for tweeting some offensive stuff back in 2011, and then everybody was like, hey, what the heck, guys? James Gunn has literally come out and been like, that's not me anymore. I've changed and grown as a person. I think no matter what the result of the trial would have been, they were going to drop majors. I think they were waiting I, for the announcement because no. not guilty does not mean didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I think they were going to drop him regardless. If that's it, the case, why though, the false equivalency earlier. between tweeting something troubling and assault. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're making I'm, I'm not creating an equivalency. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying if they take, took their James Gunn lesson and applied it to an assault case, that's just I think different. That, yeah. Sure. I think that they they probably are saying we're going to wait until legal proceedings are either finished or that there is some sort of something beyond internet outrage that we can back ourselves sure. up against. Sure. Regardless, this is sad. This is devastating. Not. I don't mean as a it's, movie fan. I just mean as a fan of no, humans. Yeah. Like this is just. It sucks. And yeah. Um. It's not good. It is so easy to accidentally assign a higher level of sadness to this because Jonathan Majors is talented. But the fact of the matter is, like, this is a person who hurts other people. Um, yeah. At least seemingly based on evidence seems to hurt other people. And regardless of level of talent or level of money, um, it's just gross and it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Avengers 5 is no longer being referred to as Avengers King Dynasty. They've dropped the title. Uh, and I think my evidence that they were going to drop majors anyway came when they fired the original writer yeah. over the summer. Like during the strikes, they announced he had departed the project. So I think that this, since February of this year, when the news all broke, I think that Marvel has been like, okay, Avengers 5 is no longer King Dynasty. That's why, spoilers for Loki season two, We've kind of wrapped up. Like the Kang stuff could be done, could be done forever. And I think that's a really smart move from Marvel uh, not to not to turn the whole Majors thing just into what are my spandex boys going to be doing right. next. But I think it is it is a huge problem for Marvel that I think they have been trying to solve since February, and I'm sure the writer's strike did not make it any easier. Sure, yeah. Yep. But yeah, just wanted to, it felt like as a movie podcast— and everything that we're pretty adjacent to. I want to make yeah. sure to talk about that. If anything to say, yeah. obviously, big bummer for the people involved, yeah. much less the studio. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I my want to— My heart breaks for the people involved yeah. in the situation that aren't majors also. Just like the people who yeah. I'm sure met a charming, fun, talented, interesting guy, and what yeah. they got was not what they paid for. You know, like, that's just that's yeah. tough. That's tough. 
it's a problem for Marvel too. Like they've got to vet people and like, because now they can't guarantee the safety of people on their production because one of the incidents happened with a, a woman who was a makeup artist on Ant-Man 3. Yeah. Like this, this happened like met. from a Marvel employee to another Marvel employee on the set of a Marvel job. And it's like, that is a huge, like, I don't know, man. No bueno. Which is crazy because Marvel's otherwise doing so great and can't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we're going to… I, I know what I'm already starting to do to protect myself and to protect my memories. I'm not going to forget like all the awful things like that that have happened like in the real world. But I think it ended at uh, the Infinity Saga. I think it's over in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, if that's something Same, I can't dude. even do with Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> Game of Thrones just royally right. screwed the pooch and integrated right. it so well that it, they screwed up everything. So I can't really even do that. But, but it's also like saying Star Wars ended at Return of the Jedi. Sure. Like that's a if you wanted to ending or Phantom Menace yeah. ended at Phantom Menace. That's what I do. The best sure. one, the best yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. By the Definitely. poster. Um, I want us <laughs> to look into the future of 2024. 2023 is just nearly in the past, and we've done this before. But let's let's gaze into the crystal ball. What are some big projections you guys have, maybe for 2024 and beyond, as it deals with movies and TV? I'll start. I've got one. I'll oh, start yeah, in this transition though. Because we talked about Jonathan Majors and the MCU. I think easily over the next five years, probably over the next three, DC movies will out-earn Marvel movies in the yes. box office. Yep. I don't even know if it's going to be close. Yep. The aforementioned James Gunn, who got the boot and then came back because he had a project he was passionate about, but he still said, deuces, I'm going to go do my own thing. Even hearing yeah. the feedback about what he's choosing to do, making sure Reeves can still do his own thing but contribute to the new DC universe. Mm -hmm. He's like, those yeah. can be two separate entities. This is someone who was in the midst of the MCU and learned a little bit, probably walked in with more savvy than other people did in the first place, and now For is in complete control. It, it's, I'm so excited. It's, we're yeah. kind of lucky that as one dynasty falls, we, we have some legitimate, I feel some legitimate hope. Snyder's gone. He said the only way he ever comes back <laughs> to make another movie is to do another DC movie. And that's never going to happen. I really no. don't think another that Justice will League? ever happen yeah, because no, Rebel no. Moon has been viscerated Dude, across I've read the board. Every single published review nom, of nom, Rebel nom, Moon. Nom, nom, nom. And the pettiest thing about me is that it's so yummy. It's just <laughs> candy to me to see people be like, this movie sucks. And it's just. It's great value Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, here's my prediction. You guys remember those Corpo scuzz bags that we railed against for about 14 weeks over yep. the summer? No. Yep. Uh, that we said they can take our art, but they'll never take our freedom. Those guys. Don't even know who you're talking about. I think they, the Corpo scuzz bags, we're going to see some cross-studio uh, collaboration disguised as competition. And what I mean by that is that studios are going to try their damnedest to recreate Barbenheimer. Yeah. Mm. To have two big movies premiere on the same day next Ooh, year. And like nice. presented as like this beef of like, you move, no, you move, no, you move. Oh, well, I guess these two movies are coming out on the same day and they're going to try to recreate the, the cultural moment. The more diametrically moment. opposed Oops. the vibes are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love trying that. To, trying to recreate that, that moment. Uh, that zeitgeist defining moment of the year yeah. mm -hmm. where Barbenheimer and or Barbie and Oppenheimer released on the same day. Yeah, as a, a as a preamble to the 
movie and TV awards season, which kind of starts around the holidays, obviously goes yeah. through Oscars, which Oscars might have been pushed to March. I don't remember for this year. Variety does a really fun thing to where they'll do these roundtables and they also do actors on actors. Yeah. And the pairings yeah. are wonderful this year. Highly recommend watching the Murphy and Margot yeah, uh, uh-huh. 50 minutes that these two talk it's to fantastic. each other and share these these moments of that thing. That was really special. Her talking and by to him far, about Peaky Blinders was so fun. Oh, she loved it. I thought of y'all. But it had maybe five or six million more views than the next one. Uh, but they're all good. It's worth... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Emma Stones is great. Uh, RDJ and uh, Mark Ruffalo, theirs was great too. But definitely go watch uh, Murphy and Margot. Fun. Talk about that whole thing. That was great. Um, your text, when you asked us to prepare our predictions, asked for bold predictions. Be bold. Um, for 2024. So um, it's kind of on brand for what we've already talked about, but this was the first thing I thought, and I just genuinely believe it. I think I think by the end of 2024, either we will see the cancellation of all upcoming Marvel product, projects and a complete Ooh. universal reboot. Like I think there's a very real chance that they basically are like, we're scrapping everything and like we'll be back in a year or two with a could be a, a lot of benefits universe. to that, to be honest. Um, or we are going to see the numbers go so low that the the MCU is basically canned. Yeah. Ooh. I wow. just think that it's happening like so that. fast cool. already. Um and I know that it feels like Marvel is this like monolith that cannot be brought down, but I think it can. Um, and I don't see recovery in the future for the MCU. Yeah. Ooh. There's been, you know, especially over the last couple of years, and the MCU brought this about too, but even talking about Barbenheimer, it's it's been pretty clear the the power of the audience. Like really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The people who go see your movie, which is great, like end up deciding <laughs> like how well the yep. entire thing does. So, um, yeah. I've got great. another one. I do too. Can I do mine so we can keep in order? Yeah. Or do you want to do… No, yeah, no, you go. Yeah, you I think Dune Part 2 is going to triple the worldwide gross that Dune Part 1 did. Ooh. I, see, I can see that. Triple. Yeah, I think so. Dune Part 1 made just over $400 million, which was crazy. We were in the middle of a strange season. But now Dune Part 2 comes. And who would have thought? I think we all knew. Like, uh, the heat on Timmy is higher than it was times two. Oh, Austin Butler's a part of this now. There's Florence Pugh. Here's Zendaya, right? And I think very quietly, Dune Part 1, it won six Academy Awards. We were just talking about on our Patreon episode, uh, guessing whether or not Boy in the Heron was going to win for animated feature and how different series and franchises kind of wait till the last iteration to give them all the awards. Yes. The technical specs are there. Everything is there. This this was no acting awards, but it won six. It's going to do that, but really, I think it's going to make over a billion dollars. I, I think, think so we're going to see yes. such a boom uh, of the actress strike being over and then just everybody just kind of fresh and well, ready. I think the appetite yep. for stuff that isn't Marvel, Star Wars… Fast and Furious, DC, like stuff that isn't long-running dozens yep. of film franchises. I yep. think that appetite is there more than ever. Um, yep. And then also you, you, I think Villeneuve has this way of making really compelling, but also visually stunning. Yeah, yeah. 
world. It's, dude, it is Lord of the Rings. Like Dune Part 1 is the closest thing, I think, to the Fellowship of the Ring that we've gotten since the Fellowship of yeah, the Ring probably. came out. Like it, it feels that scope and that much of an achievement yeah. in filmmaking and storytelling. And even though it's like one of a series of movies, I don't think it's going to have the taste in its mouth like the MCU will around that time. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't no. think people are going to feel like, oh, I'm not going to support the well, big that, production. The new trailer secure. that came out, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so sick. I know. So that it means my bold prediction unbelievable. there is $1.2 billion. Yes. That doesn't feel too crazy. No. $1.2 no billion way. Dollars for this. That's movie. totally, totally achievable. Yeah. Uh, my next prediction, going off of what we've been talking about, how people are tired of these big shared universe projects. I think that 2024 will herald the return of two types of movies in particular. Uh, I think the first thing that people are getting interested again, interested in again, is straight up science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that films like The Creator, all the buzz around The Creator, which was fine, you know, but there's a ton of buzz around it and ideas like that. I mean, Dune too. Dune too, too, is science fiction. Uh I think people are interested in genre fiction at so long as it does not involve superheroes. I think so too. I think the other the other type of movie that is quietly going to make a return is the big budget musical. Because Wonka is a musical that has been hidden from everyone in the trailers. Wonka is a full song and dance musical. And people are loving it. People are so stoked that this is a musical. Oh yeah, dude. Mean Girls, the musical, the movie is coming out in January. And Color then- purple. Yeah. Color Purple, yeah. the, Wicked. The, th- the third punch in the combo is going to be Wicked Part oh, 1 coming bro. next fall. Hmm. I think Dude. that 2024 yes. will, by the end of 2024, people are going to be like, dang, we got to make more big budget movie musicals ASAP. Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably right. I love it. I love it. I love looking in that Chris Val. Any more you want to throw out there? Any projected deaths or… <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, just so you guys know that we stay oh, on yeah, our toes. I got, sorry, got one more. Got one more prediction. Do it then. I think pirates are about to come back. Ooh, just as a general oh. trend. As a general trend, I Ooh. think we're about to see pirates come back because I think we're also about to Any see zombies come back. Um, they just cycle together. I think zombies and pirates tend okay. to get popular around the same time. I found <laughs> it would not surprise me. What makes you me. think zombies are coming back? I just feel like it's about time for zombies to come back. We've had mm. like a we've had like a zombie break for it's a canon. while, and yeah, it's their time. Um, to- well, sure, think about yeah. what the arguably the biggest show of 2023 was. Like, I think The Last of Us is going to be sort of the uh, Walking Dead to kickstart another zombie era. I think we're is the genre that The Last of Us revitalizes. Is it zombie or is it video game treated seriously? I think because it- next year we've also got Fallout and Borderlands. Can't things be two things? Like. Yeah. Well, sure, but I, I I think I would say it's probably more likely that it kicks off a a video game as like. But this I think we're already seeing mine. that. I think we're already seeing that. I think The Last of Us happened because video games were starting to do that. Like I think the show yeah. was greenlit because other video game adaptations happened. I don't think The Last of Us kicked off the video game adaptations, but I think it is likely to kick off more zombie interest, which means that historically pirates are right around the corner. I'm just saying. Here That's they come, fair. dude. Through the fog, the black pearl approaches. Uh, just so Are you know these, that we're still moving forward with another pirates. I, I mean, I, that's a great assumption to make with I John? Think at any point. At any point, mm. um, we stay on our toes around here. 
we're always trying to do new things. So here at the very end of this 2023, I want to introduce a new game. And it's a game of navigation. It's a game of endurance. Like pirates. Uh, it's a game called Jean Run. Jean Run. So what Jean Run is, is I have recently been fascinated with the amount of genres listed or maybe even some uh, in that IMDb algorithm that I didn't expect. Uh, and I just wanted to see like how, how far can you go in hitting mm. the exact, uh, one of these genres listed for a movie. Got it. And really, I don't think this is necessarily something I'll do together. I think you can both say the same genre and go with that. I think it's interesting for someone to say, actually, I think that is more drama. Uh, but regardless, if any of these genres show up, you move on to the next movie. Got it. And we get to see your pace. How far can you make it on the genre? Y'all ready to play? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that want to play along, IMDb, the genres are right underneath the movie. Right when you see that poster. It's one of the first things that you see. Now, I went down and looked because on a lot of movies, they'll start to have like, they put it under storyline, but they'll have genres down there too, like genre or okay. subgenre. Uh, okay. I think I'm going to, we can use any of them. I'm going to let you use any of these genre or subgenre, but you have to say verbatim exactly what it is called. Ooh, okay. To move on. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And you only need one of them. And we'll start with Dune. Genre me. Now, are it, who, how do we answer this? You both do we are. say, do we like talk together and be like, I think it's sci-fi. And then like say. You don't have to do it together because we're seeing who can go the furthest. To, I mean, to play the game, I feel like you, you go with the safest option to start. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to go sci-fi. And now do I say one, too? You do. Yeah, you can say the same or you can say something different. Sci-fi. Science fiction. It has to be verbatim. Science fiction. It has to be verbatim? No. Well, yes, but no, no, no. Sci-fi and science fiction mean the same thing. They do. But yes, we move forward. That's brave of you to say. You both move forward. Genres, and and I want us to, I'll read these to you of everything so we can start to get a little mm-hmm. bit of the feel of what we're looking for on some of this with IMDb. Genre, action, adventure, drama, sci-fi. I'll try and have pauses between because sometimes you might see action adventure mm-hmm. and that's really tough. Subgenres were space adventure, epic sci-fi, <laughs> desert adventure. Are we including subgenres? Yeah, you can. You can use a subgenre if you want. I was going to say desert adventure for Dune. <laughs> That's crazy. Space opera sci-fi. I was going to say dessert adventure. Space sci-fi. So the, the they're a little bit kooky down there in the subgenre. Yeah. But maybe okay, someday cool. that net will catch you and you can move mm-hmm. on to the next round. Now let's discuss Barbie. Give me a genre for Barbie. Safest route, best route. Comedy, baby. Yeah, we'll say comedy. Okay. Mm, convenient. Commodus. <laughs> That's a uh, gladiator subgenre. Commodus. Comedy is correct. Adventure comedy fantasy up there in the genre. Subgenre, satire comedy, quirky comedy, 
urban adventure, high concept comedy. We move on to The Boy and the Heron. Animated. Fantasy. I'm going to give it to both of you. It says animation here, but that might be because most of the time they say animation. Animation, adventure, drama, family, fantasy in the genres. Some subgenres were anime animation, (laughs) hand-drawn animation, epic fantasy. Now to the summit, Santa summit. Genre, what do we have here? Holiday. Or comedy. Or Christmas, I guess. I don't know if Christmas is its own genre or if it's just holiday. You want to pick one there, my friend? Yeah, I'll go with holiday. And what did you say, Doge? Comedy. We have holiday romance, holiday, yeah, and romance. And then what did you say, Doge? Wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> the genre yeah. listed. Yeah. Holiday romance, holiday, and, and romance. romance. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and then so these, are, comedy. these genres are basically YouTube tags is all they are. It's just tagging yeah, it's like like SEO. So you can SEO. Yeah. yeah. For IMDb. There is no comedy. Your run. Well, that's a bold take. That's a bold so. take. <laughs> Your run ends here. Jordan. Talk to me. Green. Wait, so you guys just keep going and I sit quietly? Yeah. This is a fun game for me. It's just like the rest of the podcast. It's like a race. <laughs> green Lantern. Green. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern, Green and Lantern. Um, a superhero. That's the first one mentioned. Superhero, action, adventure, sci-fi. Yeah. We go on to… Do this all day. Dang, dude. He's so calm. I could do this all day. I'll he's never so stop. Calm I'll never stop, out. dude. Uh, Let's do genre Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Green Hornet. Uh, Pineapple Express. Um, I'm gonna say with like I'm gonna say like stoner comedy just to see if that's like a thing. Stoner comedy. Are you looking? No. Is that on there? <laughs> Does it say stoner comedy? <laughs> it says stoner comedy. <laughs> oh no, he's the chosen one for genre. <laughs> uh, do you want to throw a wrench in there, yeah. Doge, and try and stop this man? Oh, how? What does that mean? Like one he that you think would be hard for you. Oh, okay. Got it. He feels untouchable right now. Hmm. I could just Let's find do, some movies I think he hasn't seen that or has too. never Let's heard of. George Clooney's The Ides of March. You mean Paul Giamatti's The Ides of March? So it's like freeze tag where once I get out, I'm on the I'm on the attacking team. Yeah. We're trying to bring him down. The Ides of March? Yep. yep. Um, with <laughs> Clorch Juni and Jal Piamati. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to take a swing. Uh, political thriller. You're not looking. I'm, you, I'm literally right here with you right now. Yeah, and you're, you're looking at a computer. Aren't you? You I can mean, pull I'm it up. At you. All right. Political drama, political thriller. Whew. Drama, thriller. Bringing Up Baby. Great movie that I used to watch when I was a kid. From 1938. 
It's a blast. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen this. I don't even know what it is. Family. Screwball comedy. Comedy. Let me see if there's family though. There is a family in it. Let's go look at the subgenres. Screwball no. comedy I like a lot. That's a great genre name. That gotcha. That yeah. one. There you go. Bringing up baby. Did getcha. There we go. Catherine What's Hepburn, an example Carrie of something, Grant flick. Very funny. What's an example good. of something screwball-y that happens in Bringing Up Baby? I want to see how almost 90 years of real world time has affected the perception of screwball. <laughs> um, I mean, she's got… Male. Our main character, Catherine Hepburn, Susan, she mm-hmm. has like a pet jaguar that she takes everywhere. It's pretty right. screwy. And that's baby. All right. Baby is the All jaguar. Right. That's pretty screwy. <laughs> and there's right. a lot of like, the jaguar gets out and we're trying to find the jaguar. Is it going to get us? Are we going to get it? No one's going to die. It's 1938. No blood. When was the last time you saw a jaguar-based comedy? I feel like I don't hear about jaguars anymore. They have kind of, in the great menagerie of animals that are part of the zeitgeist, jaguars are forgotten. Outside of the car industry. Yeah. I think I said jaguar the same way you guys do, but it's not spelled like that. Well, how do you think you should? You think you should say jaguar? No, 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 no. I like… I think it should be like Jaguar. Like war. Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah, but we're all war. saying Jaguar. All of us. Like Mark Mag- like Mark Maguire? Yeah. All Mark of us Jaguar. have been I'm saying pretty Jaguar. sure I say Jaguar. No, you don't. You said Jaguar. I listened for it. Jaguar. Let's, mm. let's get it. Let's all get it clean. Get a clean and one. Then we can drop it in. Yep. Jaguar. Jaguar. You hear the I in there? Jaguar. Did, did, there you go. Did you hear it though? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the natural, because I think I do too, Jaguar. You got to say it like John Wayne would say it. Jaguar. 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 Hey there, big kitty. (laughs) (laughs) That was not even. It kind of felt like. It kind of felt like Clint Eastwood was tired. It. (laughs) It lives in the same. It sounds wrong in the same way that the Disney Davy Crockett song "Killed Him a Bar When He Was Only Three. Yeah, it feels like the, it sounds wrong in that same way. Have Jaguar. I told you about so the Davy Crockett song and what that? Uh huh. Oh, I've already told you that. No, no, no. What about it? Oh, so t- what Davey, does it mean to you, Carter? Davy Crockett, King of the Wild yeah. Frontier. I haven't. Yeah. So I was playing Trivial Pursuit with my parents or something, and they're they got. Pretty screwball. <laughs> yeah. And one of the answers was Slobodan Milosevic. And so for them to remember it, they did Slobodan, Slobodan Milosevic, Auschwitz dictator of Yugoslavia. <laughs> and I've known that like my whole life. And I was at like a Geeks Who Drink night. And the trivia was asking about the Auschwitz dictator of Yugoslavia. And everybody was like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I'm Slobodan Milosevic. You know, like the song. <laughs> you know like, the huh? song? So no one was you even sl- close enough to even try and add their own opinion about the guests. And they were like, yep, Slobodan Milosevic. We're like the only group that was like, hooray! You <laughs> slumdog millionaire. That's that bar trivia. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, bizarre. Honestly, when you said Slobodan Biz- Milosevic, Bizwire. I thought it was the game. I thought you were saying it was that game where you… What's the name of the game where it's like you say something? Balderdash. Yeah. I thought it was Balderdash. Oh. I, I had to remind myself that you said Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. Love some slope on. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Yeah. Do love you? a break. He was, he was oosted. Uh, 
He said, I was the dictator. Here you go. Let's go shout announcements. In this shouts announce, in this shouts, in this shouts announce time, uh, I want to give a shout out to Carter for that great game. That's a fun game. I feel like game. I feel like if we could find a way to narrow down what the acceptable answers are, because I feel like the only reason I did we good is because there were like eight acceptable answers per movie. Yeah, subgenre. I don't think anybody ever hits that, but we can also no. do where one of you goes first and the second person can't do the same genre. Or we could do it you know like, what what's the game where we then, sometimes don't listen to that. what the other person says? So that way it's not like influential. That's true. Yeah. Why, why was my emphasis on in for influential? We do that Inf- for Jolf. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's play it like Jolf. We could play it like Jolf. rules. I like yeah. that. I could play it like Jolf for yeah. sure. Now listen. Fergalicious okay? definition. <laughs> I know it's the end of the year. I know you're all excited to go spend the holidays with your families. Give There's your still end of your giving left. to us. <laughs> There's still show left, okay? I don't dismiss you. The bell dismisses you. Flip it and reverse there it. You go. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss, I dismiss you. We still have show left. But after today, you do get a break. There's no more show for 2023 after today. We will be back in the new year. Make sure you do your Christmas break reading and come ready to take your test the first day back in January. But enjoy the time off. Spend it with your families. Preferably show them some episodes of our show. Spend some downtime to write a review of our show. Just because we are not podcasting doesn't mean we don't want you to help us do better at podcasting in the future. And I can't be any more clear than that. I don't think we should have to do anything for you to do stuff for us. And I feel like that's no, sort of the asymmetrical yeah, kind relationship of that. that we have. We already that's do fair. everything. We that's do everything. fair. Some would say parasocial relationship if they're trying oh, to get We're your friends. Professor we're your Carter. real friends. <laughs> you know us in real life. <laughs> we'll officiate your wedding. The three of us together will officiate your wedding. I'm down we will that. stand on each other's shoulders in a big trench coat, though, because I think you can only have one person. You're going to need, like, 20-foot ceilings, I think. Doge is doing How the tall math. You, I can Carter? see it in his face right now that he's doing the math. How tall are you? 5'9". I mean, y'all would have to be 7 feet You're tall. You're 5'9"? Yeah. I thought you were taller than that. We always talk Your about presence. Your no, presence no, is just so not. large. You got a, you got a big presence. <sighs> we hit 300 ratings on iTunes. It's been a while since I checked. I want more. I'm greedy, baby. <laughs> I want to open. I want to open ratings under my tree. Is there anything else we could talk about, or are we, are we done? We just love you. Oh, we I love you. Done. Yeah, we love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Crippens. Merry Crippens. Enjoy this time with your family. Or if you don't like your family, don't get out of there. Or don't enjoy this time. We're not going to make you enjoy this. Hit time. the eject Take button. Breaks. Tell your parents you got to go to Target and just recline your chair in the parking lot for a little bit. Yeah. And don't forget to say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Unless she sucks too, then don't. I don't want her to know that. Then don't. I don't want her to know don't that say I hi exist. For me. Sometimes moms are bad. Sometimes dads are bad. Sometimes everybody's great. You know, it's just, it, that's your journey. Dang. Dang. That's your journey. However it, however it goes, we hope it goes. However, however going well would go. We hope that's how it goes. And you, you can take that to the bank. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Santa Summit. I was thankful <laughs> to finally have some legitimate trash for Christmas. Sure. Some good yeah. old Hallmark. This was honestly a great pick for me, Doge. Did you feel as though I saw you and that I, I know you? I, I felt could hear seen. your heart's deepest I felt seen ringing out through the it had, air. Dude, what what— who is the team that made Biltmore Christmas? I know, man. Because the these thought. are our creme de la creme. And here's the thing. I'm not going to go and encourage Hallmark to keep using those people because I do still want the Santa Summits of the world. Yeah. I do still want the yeah. moments that I'm like, boy, this feels like a rehearsal. Man, this feels <laughs> like an acting class. Oof, these interactions are gross. Like I, yeah. uh -huh. I don't know yet what to dump on. Because I'm in that weird Miyazaki between universes situation of, is it just really bad or is it so bad I love it? You know, I know my answer. That yep. stuff too. I know my answer. I think, I, I think so. I'm talking about moments wise. I know. Movie overall, it's real bad. Well, uh, hold the hold cat's the out of Santa. The kitty cat, the Jaguar is out of Santa Claus's bag right now. That's a double nested callback. Triple Talk to nested me, Jordan. callback. I like that. No, I'm I was not even done. I was just that was a preamble oh. to what I was about to say. I it's so His bad. Preamble that I loved it. to what I had he a great was time say with this movie. In the middle of what I was saying. And so I feel like it's good. I had a great time with this movie. I loved it. So bad I loved it. Give me it. 10 more. Yeah. I feel the same way. I want more. Yeah, I love boo -boo. I, I loved I want, every second. I want to follow these same three bad acting friends to the Cupid Summit, to the Leprechaun Dude, Summit, same. to the American <laughs> Flag Summit. Dude. Do the ghost summit. Same, Every holiday, give me a summit. Give, give me a turkey bar crawl. They're going. Everything. Here's what my and again, super dumps are. I mean, can I make like a suggestion? Peppermint and sugar and candy, like a new rating system. Yeah. yeah. Can I make a suggestion for Hallmark? Talk okay. to me. Yeah, yeah. That's not super dump. Who cares? No. What is there to say, okay. dude? What is there Here's to say? The, can I give it? Can, can I, I give say, a synopsis? Because statistically, oh, yeah. this yeah, movie yeah, is yeah, 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 is yeah. not streamable. You have to record it on DVR because <laughs> Hallmark lives in 2013. Isn't there not? Isn't there like a Hallmark Plus or something? I don't know if there is. I think there is. Do you think there suburban be. moms, before they yes. make their Christmas list and their grocery list, are actually making sure that they have their Excel spreadsheet of when and where and what to DVR yep. for the Christmas season? Yup. Yes, and that's not a joke. Yes, absolutely yes. Uh, but statistically, nobody listening to this episode has seen this movie. And our friend, uh, you should. friend of the podcast, Huggo, over Definitely. on IMDb, has written quite a long synopsis. I'm just going to read it really quickly. Sure. Do it. I mean, it's long. Maybe we'll put some music or something behind it so it's not boring. I'm glad you picked this one, by the way. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to invite people inside. He's being genuine. That was genuine, Jordan. Oh, no. Sorry. It was not. I tricked Carter. I'm kidding. No, I was. <laughs> now, that was sarcastic Carter. Working with, hand-in-hand, hand, with Genuine Jordan. Class, I need you to focus. Oh, Single 30-somethings Jordan, Ava, and Stella are best friends and an art, math, and English teacher, respectively, at Garden City Collegiate. 
It is just before Christmas break and Jordan believes they have lost their mojo, each for a different reason. They not having done anything exciting as friends in years. Jordan is still recovering from a breakup in the summer to her long-term boyfriend, Nico. And while upon reflection, she isn't sure if she ever loved him, she is she is hurt that he has moved on and already having another girlfriend, Portia. <laughs> for five years, shy Ava has pined over their fellow teacher colleague, Ben, without being able to tell him that she has feelings for him. And Stella still laments being transferred from the music department to English in she not being passionate about anything, assigning books to her students she doesn't much like herself. To get out of their funk and spend time as friends, Jordan is able to convince them, albeit reluctantly, to do something out of their comfort zone, namely attend the Santa Summit, a big party where attendees, upwards of 1,000, dress up as Santa and party it up at different events and venues across the city. Ava is somewhat of an easy convince as she knows Ben always attends the summit and she hopes to run into him outside of work. Convincing Stella was already difficult enough in she having lost the spirit of Christmas with the summit made all the more challenging in they constantly running into a leather jacket clad Santa named Freddy who further takes her out of her comfort zone and Jordan has a chance meeting with a fellow Santa Liam they in their connection in their few minute conversation with each other behind their Santa costumes including full beard and mustache only knowing sparse pieces of information about the other in accidentally losing wow, contact with each dude. other each goes That's on a mission much. to locate the other in a sea of several hundred Santas not knowing the other's name or what he or she looks like behind the costume in each without knowing how the other truly feels believing they made a real human connection. This is a whole movie that's a bar crawl chase, which is a fun idea for a comedy movie. Dom Toretto will always almost die. Kramer will always bust in to the apartment. There'll be random cameos in Marvel movies and every Hallmark movie will have a legitimate lesson to learn and destroy it with happiness and everyone getting their way. Yeah. We danced with ourselves because we knew we were enough for mm, us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet, I knew because all these things happen in the universe. These are the things we can count on. She's still going to get the guy. Yeah. And everyone's going to get the guy. It's so funny to me because they do these things that are going to be standout things that everybody talks about after that actually like maybe enjoy these movies for not being bad. But they completely miss the good lessons. And I do love that yep. about Hallmark. And I do, if if Super Pump still existed in the, this world, I do like that Liam made the dream house out of gingerbread with the contest. Yeah, I really wanted it, it to be actual size. Absolutely loved it. I was, I was really she hoping to a full yes. size gingerbread. House. I was really hoping that she would like walk in and be like, oh, "How did he do this?" Dude. Someone has told Benjamin Hollingsworth. Man, what a what a butler name! That's a Christmas ass name, dude. Benjamin Hollingsworth. Your Vesper, Mister Vaughn. <laughs> um, I. He's bad. Like yeah. his, oh, he, bad. he was. Everybody's pretty, bad. He's a pretty dude, man. He's a pretty boy. But he was like, when he talks, like he uses his hands like an alien that took an acting class. He's like, oh, this is uh -huh. what you have to be animated. You have to whoa, 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 whoa. kind of look like a Looney Tune a little bit. There's not a there's yeah. not a decent um, performance to be found in this movie. No, brother had a chance. Mac had a chance. I thought. But he kind oh, of he blew was, it too. He was tough for me. Which one's what the moment Scrooge, that I loved? Right? The moment that I loved more than any other movie that I think could be a funny bright spot 
in in a real movie, not just a Hallmark movie, sure. is the professing your love at a silent disco, like the juxtaposition of like the traditional scene of like coming up and having to yell at somebody because you're in a loud club yeah. and being like, oh, just take the headphones off, is great. And the final movement of the three beat where Ava keeps referencing the Lord of the Rings and everybody's like, I don't watch that nerd crap. And then he completes the quote, the Aragorn quote to her. It's so bad. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. I loved that. I loved that so much. Ava was my favorite of the teachers. I agree. I think she was yeah. legitimately funny. She was likable. I think the, whenever she ran into Ben at the like sledding thing and she was like, what do I do? And they're like, I don't know. And she under her breath is like, get out of here. Y'all need to leave right now because yeah. she yeah, needs dude. to talk to Ben. I rewound it. It was funny. I liked it. I think she yeah. she should have been the main character um, because yeah. of how charming she was. I agree. I, I think so, you're right. So she was a decent performance here. Ava and Ben have been romantic leads with each other in another Hallmark movie, if I'm understanding yes, this correctly. The Hallmark Cinematic Universe. Um, yes. Did you the see DJ that our lead in that club was a lead, a former lead? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see that our lead in this movie is Joey King's older sister? <laughs> yeah. Her oh, little sister Looks is, like um, is much better. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. People yeah. have said that about sometimes, me and my sister as well, unfortunately. Sometimes <laughs> little siblings are better at their at, at stuff being, than their older at siblings being are. People. Um, That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I have such a hard time. Like, there's no, there's no way I can say anything negative about this movie because that is just simply not the lens through which I watched this. Yeah. I think no. a negative thing is we missed an opportunity for Christmas tree to be Ben. Because Christmas yeah, tree is just kind of like thing. always there. I th- yeah. I thought Christmas tree was going to be Ben. Or someone. Be like, I can't have my phone in this blow up suit. Yeah, yeah. I thought the yeah. same thing, dude. Um, I think Sleepy and Grumpy and Doc have more range in characterization <laughs> than Stella. Stella yeah. <laughs> is just always pissed. Yeah, always missing music. Stella uh, was in Violent Night last year. She oh, was. I saw that. What? Uh, I. I kind of think Gum her drop agent was like, was. yeah, listen, we'll do another Christmas one, but you get to sing in this one. The people have to know about Dude, all your talents. The jazz. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hello, my friend. If you could play something for me, but jazz it up just a little bit. <laughs> the Brazilian. He is, okay, listen. He is Brazilian Kumail Nanjiani in a way that is shocking to me. Oh, okay. I see like, that a little bit. the tone of his voice, where his voice yeah. sits in his throat. Is exactly where Kumail Nanjiani's super voice is. super nasal. Like yeah. his his voice comes yeah. from behind his eyeballs. Yeah, like shooting straight <laughs> yeah. down out his nose. It is, he is Brazilian. I can where hear do that. Where do our voices Nanjiani. come from? I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. I can hear that. I think I'm very. I think I'm from? very chesty my, with from, my voice. Yeah, mine comes. I think I'm throaty with my voice. Mine is extremely throat. Yeah. Huh. Carter, what about yours? I don't know. I thought self-diagnosed. You can measure me. I feel most I, of my speaking resonance in my chest, but maybe that's just my vocal like thinking. I feel yeah, right here. you know, I'm in the back of my throat. I'm, I'm, I feel it in the back of my mouth. I hear that. Hmm. I can hear that for you. I feel it lesson. in the back of my mouth. I, and I always it in talk my like fingers. this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't watched that this year. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I wish we had more of him, dude. I our wish we had less of, of him. what's under, like what people him. are wearing. Bonkers. I Bonkers. Know. I did not think that he was a 1940s aviation type dude. And mm. then he starts to declothe. Because I guess we feel like we have to have a transition a little bit. Sure. Because 
Can't, the, no character the growth. The Santa so have, can't still be Santa anymore. Got to have clothing mm-hmm. growth when in replacement of character growth. Oy. I do. I want to stick for just a second on the singing the carol with the band. This movie Dude, is a worse movie if we that, don't do that. This is a much yeah, worse at the movie very end, if we don't do that. If they don't all get on the stage and sing. Yeah, buddy. I was worried actually when Stella started singing in the club, like the first time she sings, that yeah. she wouldn't scat. Uh, so I'm glad that she did. But it wouldn't People don't talk about scatting enough. Yeah. She embodied her own acting performance. She scatted literally <laughs> after she was figuratively just leaving scat everywhere. Sure. I Is this the Miss Sun, little Miss Sunshine effect? The moment huh. that like everybody comes up and is a part of the show at the end. I was trying to think because I've seen this trope many times before. And Hallmark loves to, it's funny. I don't think there's much that Hallmark makes their own. I think if you just do an actual one-for-one rip of something, you don't really put your spin on it. I don't know. Bubba, normally your age is uh, only a benefit with your wisdom and your world experience. But here you're showing so much that you missed the entire era of DCOMs because this is yeah. just an adult decom, dude. That's all this is. It's a is. decom for grown-ups. We bring everybody together at the end. Every single uh-huh. plot gets zipped up tight because it was but never like that singing. loose to begin I'm talking with. about like they yeah, all dude. sing singing. on stage. Yeah, dude. That's sure, Disney yeah. as hell. There's Ever yeah. heard of Shrek? <laughs> this is just small <laughs> karaoke for sure. No, yeah. I think… Okay, first of all, I do want to say… Um, if you're listening to this, so just watch sure. it. I mean, for sure, watch this movie. Yeah, please um, watch it. But… If I may make a suggestion, I watched it uh, with a glass of uh, apple cider with some bourbon in it. And I think yeah. that is the ideal way to watch this because, Dude. hey, you have just one the, of those. Is this the, and the movie's a lot sillier, you know? Is this the most alcohol that's ever been on screen in a Hallmark movie? There Dude, was I quite don't a know bit. because they never really. Do they say outside of eggnog if any of that is alcohol? Don't they take shots? I mean, they put the. Yeah, they were going to take a shot, but they put it in as a drop shot into their drink to make it bubble. And then I guess put an Alka-Seltzer in the bottom of Dude, it. Dude, that was the worst looking drink I've… There's no <laughs> that ice. That looks terrible. That's a room temperature yeah. drink. That looks terrible. <laughs> There's no ice in that at all. Um, this is the exact… When I'm talking about like my bar for Christmas movies is the floor and my expectations are nothing. This is what I'm talking about where it's like, this is perfect. I want to… I want to find 10 more of these and just watch yep. one a night every night for the next 10 days and like, hey, bro, I've got good news for you. Yeah, I know. There's a whole channel. <laughs> There's about 40 of them. There's a whole no, channel. No, see, I think this is different than the normal Hallmark. Like to me, this feels like Hallmark aiming at something different than what they usually do because okay. it is not like… Mean, they they not, want mean girls. It's they younger. want like right. a like, crew. This, they're shooting this for is younger, a, a, They're aiming for younger millennials and perhaps even older Gen Z, this is transgressive by Hallmark standards, even though mm. it's TVG. So you're saying it's like, a turning is, point a little bit. I think that this is something different than what Hallmark usually does in the same way that uh, Built More Christmas is different than what Hallmark usually does because it's actually good and it like <laughs> has like a, it's it's killing me inside every time I tell somebody that movie is good. Uh, <laughs> but this to me feels like Hallmark's version of like, listen, That's let's true. make a raunchy comedy. Yeah. And this is what they did. This yeah. is their raunchy comedy. That's funny. But it's, to me, this is so different than what Hallmark usually does. And it's I like their books. This it. is Hallmark's bad moms, yeah. dude. This is Hallmark's bad yes. moms. 100%. Yeah. They, because, yeah, when I think about it too, no women have a good job in this 
yeah, like a job that they enjoy. Yeah. They're not making a lot of money. But it does feel like the actual Hallmark thing. You know, when we talk about like when we were building Felice Navidad. Sure. The actual Hallmark thing was it's this massive career and she has to choose. There is like this choice you have to make to sacrifice career versus for the other. Yeah. But yeah. And just a lot of screen time from a boys in this one. Did not like it. I, I liked it and I didn't. Like our main guy, just Liam. The boys Liam, in general. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. I think we know a lot about him. Like, I think we know yeah. a lot about his motivations and stuff. And, man, they're, they're really ringing out, like, playing the attractiveness of vulnerability in this one, aren't they? It's like, God, that's just what you, you just want a guy. But, so, like, think about vulnerable. that. Like, think about as building that, that is a, to me, that's a demographic shift from the, like, yeah, what, yeah. what a suburban mom, what a Gen X mom wants is not this vulnerable guy with a tattoo of a pine tree. Who's who's like I just because I'm just because I'm vulnerable doesn't mean I'm not strong. That does not play to Hallmark. No, that's that for a sad thirty three year old dude. Softwood. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Interesting. I do think I do think I see that. I do think I see that this is Hallmark. This is the first Hallmark movie I have watched that feels like the target audience is like my age. Yes, that kind of feels like the. Uh, I mean, the references they make. Yeah. For sure. I was going to say like the, they did it really well in Ted Lasso, but what is the owner's name? What's her name? When she gets. Rebecca. Rebecca. When Rebecca goes on the houseboat and it is a guy that looks like what the older generation would like pine after, but he has the countenance of and the vulnerability of like what's maybe more attractive now. Is that the same kind of thing? Sensi boy. Sensi boy. Interesting. Interesting. Guess you got yeah. guess you didn't know that your pod boys were gonna psychoanalyze your mom's romantic preferences in this episode, huh? Oops. I bet you did. I bet somebody had that on their bingo card. I bet somebody uh, was like, I hope they do that before the year's over. Dasher was interesting. I love that no one pedaled. They were going so slow. But I love nobody that we was kept- pedaling getting to use Dasher. I love that his whole thing was basically just like Mr. Unsolicited Advice. Just like, if I might yeah, weigh yeah, in yeah. here, if I, if I may, just weigh in here. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, I, to, to I hold- wish we had more Ben. He was funny. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. Ben I lot. agree. I thought he was great. I wish we could have seen his kind crew. Of like Kyle Mooney. Who was he rolling with? I don't know. Yeah, I want to see the other history teachers. Oh yeah, that's true. I think together. that would have been fun. I really think that would have been fun. There, it's it's it is futile to assign a rubric to this movie that would be like any other movie. And so I think you mean in the medieval sense, or like the effort is wasted sense. Like, are there lords and fiefs and I think things it's both. like that? Um, okay. So I, I here's here's my suggestion. Right. I think this is a three-tier rate for this movie. I think we have three different questions that we answer regarding this movie. And I think this may be good moving forward. Answer me these questions, three. Question one, would you watch it again? Question two, do you think other people should watch it? Or is this just a you thing? And question three, is it better than Chili's? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, dude. Yes, yes, yes. I'm three there with the you. Yeah. This is a three-yes yeah. situation. Good one, Doge. Yeah. This might be my favorite of the three. Yeah. Wow. We stumbled into 
I think if there's any future Christmas series, and me thinks they're probably, that's not a crystal ball type thing. That's not a very bold prediction right. for this podcast to have more Christmas series. I think if we go back into the, this streaming type stuff, maybe we just stick Hallmark. Dude, that they're gotta, the kings. We, it was an like, interesting three the movies. Queens, it really was. We got to camp out in Hallmark, spend some serious time. I want to do, so it's always going to be there. According to the Beach Boys, Christmas does come this time each year, and there's always only like four weeks. Here's uh, the thing: that we could Hallmark do does Thanksgiving movies too. We could do an entire Hallmark does Thanksgiving Hallmark movies. Winter Hallmark has one that we didn't get to do that I initially wanted to do because it was Hallmark has something uh, that's like a Valentine's thing. I saw a commercial for it. Like Hallmark is is out here doing the work year round. <laughs> It would take I mean, we're not gonna almost become a Hallmark no effort podcast. to convince me to become a Hallmark podcast. It would take almost no effort <laughs> for a year. To, to, it would take almost no effort for me to commit to like this year we do Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you've just said saying, it out loud. Just saying. Now that you've said it out loud, I don't know if 2024 is the year, but it's going to happen at some point. I, I feel confident. Hallmark calendars, dude. Are we about to just rebrand? Mm. <laughs> we have Hallmark. Is this podcast? the last ever episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk? And we're just <laughs> the Hallmark boys, dude. That's a. Uh, I'm telling. I'm. Say- I'm just saying. That's a. That's an untapped marquee. For the next one, can we call it Mark the Halls? Hey, can we actually call it Hallmarky Mark and the Chunky Bunch? It's not bad. Marky sure. Halls is like. Or Mark the Halls Mark the is Halls. a little too similar to um, Deck the C- CCM artist Deck the Mark Hall. Uh, uh, his most treasured role <laughs> is that of youth pastor. Is that is Mark Hall casting crowns? Yeah, oh, I don't think I ever realized that that was his name. Is he a father? Yeah, or he a is. Husband? No, 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 not he in is, his mind. But that's just not his most treasured. No, role. not in his mind. He's his wife's youth pastor, his kid's youth pastor. He's the head youth pastor for Casting Crowns. And he's a, also a youth pastor. Oh, wow. What else can we say, you know? Except you're welcome. For <laughs> Except for you, you are watch welcome. This movie. I'm just, summit. I'm just telling summit. you. Santa Summit. If I walked out of this office and this was on TV, I got a couple hours before I got to be at work, I'd probably watch it again. Right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to watch this again. I want to watch. So, Bill how Christmas do we? Again, here's an interesting question. We're trying to track down because we're trying to pick these movies for each other. Built more Christmas. I thought was also going to be bad, but the fun thing about it was it was kind of a good movie. So, what do we think? Are like how can we identify? Because for some reason, Santa Summit definitely felt like it wasn't going to surprise anybody. Is there something that is unquantifiable about like what's an actual Hallmark stinker? Probably did we good. just did we just is it diamond in the rough? Is it just like built more Christmas upon- was the one in forty this year? I would say this isn't a Hallmark stinker though. I because I think this is noticeably different than any of the Hallmarks we've watched. Even it's different even than Built More Christmas. It's a new thing well, for Built Hallmark. More Christmas better. is different than anything that we've watched. That's true. That's what I'm too. saying. I think both of the Hallmark movies that we watched this year are different and better than any of the Hallmark movies we've watched in the past. Does yeah. Hallmark, and so that leads me to the question. Did we just happen to pick two good ones at random? Was it a blind pick of two good movies from Hallmark? That's what or I'm saying too. That's the question I'm asking. Or did they not do stinkers I want anymore? To pick them. We might need to collect about a year's worth of data. <laughs> <laughs> so 
It's the only way to answer that hypothesis. <laughs> to really, to really feel confident answering. I love how serious you feel right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. Oh man, I'm so close to saying we. <laughs> no, I'll put my foot down. No, thank For you. No, we could in February. I'll give us months. Didn't know you were the arbiter. Two months out of the, the year. Arb- the sole arbiter of what we get to do. It's, it's interesting. Sounds like it's two versions. So what do we like have? Like, that's how it's weeks. always been. What are we going to do for that's the four weeks been. in January? Then? Give it the program, we're old gonna man. we're going to do this in February, what are we going to do with the four weeks in January? <sighs> probably watch some Hallmark movies about it. I watch so probably do Hallmark <laughs> for the podcast. I think our recordings are much more fun if we do that. I'll just say that. I'm tired of navel gazing. I don't want to look at I don't want to be like this was this film was important. Boo. <laughs> How about Carter watches Rebel Moon since he's so into important cinema and we'll watch Hallmark movies. It wouldn't be the first time that I was just not told what was going on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't remember who it was in or our Discord. To do something different. If it was one of us or somebody else, and I, I, I should look and find it, but I don't have time. Um, somebody said that he filmed Rebel, Rebel Moon in his front yard this time, and I giggled pretty good about that. <laughs> oh, I think that was Cam was, in Discord. Was it Cam? Yeah. Cam. That's a great one, Cam. You really nailed that one. <laughs> filmed it in his front yard this time. That's so good. That's so good. Let's rate this movie and end the episode. I think we did already, huh? We oh, gave it a yes, yes, yes. Across the board. Three yeses this has all been. This has all been… What's a, What's the opposite of a preamble? A post-amble? Uh, penultimate. This has all been… I don't know. See, action. the thing is that Miyazaki wouldn't know because he doesn't have him. Uh, this Hallmark movie also doesn't have him. It's an abrupt fade to black at the end of the movie. And then we had Christmas. Just in the podcast there. Oh, okay. I got one. For two chunks and a hunk, yeah. say your name, and uh, if you would go to this bar crawl and participate. Um, for two chunks and a hunk, Jordan, firm yes. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Doge. I'm giving my fourth yes of the episode. What time is it, though? Always, I, it is. I think it's perpetually <laughs> 2 p.m. Perpetually I 2 p.m. Yeah. They live in Alaska. <laughs> I don't know if they ever said that. That's a little town in Alaska. Actually, they worked really hard not to say where they live. Which is interesting yeah. because it looked like it was about 84 degrees and 2 p.m. Yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. It, it became night. Eventually. It did. I'm Carter, yes. It became night in the same way the movie ends, which is it just was night now. Yeah. It's night now. I loved this. Nashville's. <laughs> that line dance was tough. Uh, line dances are not hard to pick nope. up. I don't think these women should be teaching children. <laughs> and I'll just say that. It's collegiate, right? But what does collegiate mean? Oh, It's called city school. collegiate. Is it, a, is it a prep for college? Is it Hallmark's version of a... Juco, like what is ha- what is happening? Can we also talk briefly about? Sorry, I know we're done technically, but like all of their teacher stereotypes, the editing, we can put this conversation anywhere. All of their teacher stereotypes were wrong. Yeah, they were. Ava, Ava is the music teacher. Uh, Stella is for sure the Should art teacher, and 
our main girl is definitely like the English teacher vibe. Of hey, all of them. my guy, her name is Jordan. How did you forget her name? Oof, what was that again? Jordan. Honestly, genuinely, it's because she's the least interesting character in the movie. She is. Yeah. She's a blank slate. Yeah. That's why every Hallmark protagonist has to be a blank slate. It's also, I think, Much why like Miyazaki, the non-main characters are the more interesting ones, always. Miyazaki lets the art write the story for him, much like Santa Summit lets the Cole's lady's wallet write yeah. the story yeah. for their movie. Very good. Oh, it doesn't have a back. Why doesn't it have a back? Oh, oh, it doesn't. It's like they didn't make it. They just found something <laughs> that seemed really appropriate and didn't have a back, and they just wrote that in. Do you think they got paid in Cole's cash? Mm-hmm. Surely. Uh, clicks or whatever. Yeah, that's how you get them. 